Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Welcome to High Trust Today, the podcast. I'm on a quest to help people win in business and in life. To do that, I know they must trust themselves, their relationships, their business, and they most certainly must trust their future. When you do that, you set in motion a universe of possibilities, and that journey begins right now. This is called the power curve. And over on the left, we have the word results. And what you guys got to understand is this is never, ever, ever going to change. Most of us are right here in what's called the dead zone. And the dead zone is the business is flatlined. It's not scalable. It's the hardest dollars you're earning. And by representation of left to right, which is time, 80% of your time is being spent. And if you go to the top of the red circle, you're only getting 20% of your potential. Can you see that visually? So the number one job you have is to move all of your resources from the dead zone as far to the right as possible. And when you move as far to the right as possible, what you do is you create a natural tilt up, draft up for business performance and productivity. So if you stay with me on this, you will see how to increase your business 400% by following what I'm about to show you. So we get over into what's called the kill zone. And the kill zone is when you stop spending time in the dead zone, stop spending energy, stop spending focus, stop spending effort, stop spending investment, and you get narrower and narrower and narrower and you tilt and you tilt and you drive down as far left as you can and you do that and it creates this updraft in business performance and productivity. And because the 80-20 rule applies to everything, we'll show you just several examples right now. So let's say we're talking about agent productivity. Power curve is about that, referral partners. And if I'm spending 80% of my time with 80% of the partners that are only producing 20% of the results, what should I do? I should decide immediately what of the 80% should go bye-bye quickly. And you don't, have to, you don't have to do it all immediately. You don't have to get the shotgun out and kill everybody. But you have to do it methodically and strategically. So if I decide to go from 80-20 to 70-30, I get into the kill zone. When I do 70-30, I can 2x the business. When I go from 70-30 to 60-40, the kill zone tilts and now I 2x the business. When I go from 60-40 to 50-50, and I get over here again and tilt the kill zone even further, then boom, I 4x the business. So I will prove this to you without going any further right now, but you literally, if you think through this, could to the entire volume you're doing right now with 80% less people. Stay with me. Let's say it applies to influence skills. And I know you have never thought about this in your life. So if I'm spending 80% of my time trying to get borrowers to say yes, trying to get realtors to say yes, and I'm only getting a 20% lift, I'm in the dead zone. Way too much energy, far too little conversion. So I have to understand that influence skills are strategic. There's a start, 
there's a middle, and there's an end. So traditionally, most people are not good at the end. Most are at best average throughout, and some completely suck at all of it. And I'm going to show this to you. It's going to blow your mind. You follow this next slide I'm about to show you. You'll quadruple your conversion. That probably quadruples your income. It probably does everything you'd love to have happen in your life from an income standpoint. Check this out. So I'm going to get better at the tail end of the call. I got to get good at the whole call, but I got to get really good at the tail end of the call. If I get really good at closing, really good at next action, really good at follow-up, really, and I start to tilt my sales influence, I can double my performance. I can double my results. And if I get really, really good at creating a climactical end to any sales encounter, and I get even better and better and push it further and further and spend more and more time in securing the relationship, I can 2x the business. And if I get really super good and I close like Cody closes, I can literally 4x the business. So let me just show you what this means, okay? So you probably don't know this. If you come to boot camp, you're going to learn all this. But these are the eight disciplines of a sales call, whether it's a borrower or whether it's a real estate agent. These are the eight disciplines of a call. Preparing for the call, 53% of people are not good at it. Positioning at the start of the call, 66% of loan officers are not good at it. Needs analysis, only one in two are smart enough to ask questions to try and engage an influence-driven relationship. Okay, building rapport is when I know an answer to a question, going deeper on that answer. All this is taught at boot camp. Only, only 34% are good at it, 66% are not. 74% of loan officers are not good at fascinating or presenting, to Sally's point. Three out of four loan officers don't know how to present a compelling solution to get somebody to say yes, borrower or realtor. You've heard that word compelling several times. 75% do not know how to ask for the business or secure the relationship. 75% do not know how to conclude the conversation effectively. And this is where it falls off the map. Only 15 out of every 100 loan officers know how to create a close that guarantees business performance, action. And let me just show you an example of that. So if you've ever called in a real estate agent and the real estate agent says, hey, I appreciate that, you know, uh, maybe I'll give you my next deal. Okay, and you say, great. And then you wonder a week or two later, what? Where is the next deal? Well, what should have happened is you should have said, that's fantastic, thanks for your confidence in me. When will that happen? And she'll say, I don't know. And then you'll say, so you don't know when your next transaction is going to happen? And she's going to say, no. Well, how long could it wait until it happens? Who knows? Why don't you just say, why don't we have a discussion right now on five things we can do in the next four weeks that will guarantee you more transactions than you've ever dreamed possible? And close the sale. A realtor says, call me next week. Okay, great. Most law officers say, okay. If you're going to close it up, what you're going to do is you're going to say, so that I can appropriately plan for our time together, what day and what time next week can we meet? 
a borrower says, I like this, but I want to think it over. Most salespeople say, okay, I'll give you a call in a couple days. The person that knows how to close the sale, the 80-20 rule, says, you know what? You should think about it. It's a really big deal. Let me ask, who are you going to think about it with and how can I help? You don't let a call linger with an inactive action plan. So if you're going to improve sales performance, what does that mean? I don't need more borrowers, I just need more yeses. I don't need more realtors, I just need more yeses. And the yes doesn't happen unless you 80-20, the 80-20, the 80-20, the 80-20, and get really good at what? The end of the call. Now to get to the end of the call, you gotta be good what? During the call as well. Take a look at this. So power curve, let's look at your database. Your database, the 80-20 rule applies to your database. Right now, if you are marketing to everybody the same way, your database is so underutilized, it's costing you millions of dollars in sales commissions. What the 80-20 rule says is in a database of 1,000 past clients, 800 of those are not going to be anywhere near as effective for you as 200 of those. But out of the 200, okay, if I 80-20 that, and then I 80-20 that, and then I 80-20 that, you know what I end up with? I end up with about 50 people that can refer me to 50 people a year. So I don't want to not 80-20 the database. I certainly don't want to contact the 800 in the same fashion I would contact the 200. What I want to do with the 200 is make their contact what? Well, I want to follow the rule. I want to come over here. I want to isolate. I want to narrow. I want to 80, 20, 70, 30, 60, 40, 50, 50, 40, 60, 30, 70, 20, 80. That's what I want to do. And so I eke my way over here. I continue to do this. And within about a month, two or three months, I find out who my best clients are and I forex the business. Make sense? Okay, so let me give you an example. So let's say you're American Express. American Express has four colors of cards. What are they? Let's start with the green card. What they found out about 31 years ago is that there was a population of green card holders that was responsible for a large percentage of transactional value using the green card. And where do you think that number started? It started 80-20. 20% of the cardholders that held green cards were responsible for 80% of the transactional value. So what did they do? They went deep on the 20 and gave them a new card, a different card, and that card was the gold card. And what American Express found out is that when you had a gold card, 4% of gold card users actually were responsible for 64% of the transactional value on the gold card. Now that's a lot better. So where am I going to channel my services? If I'm giving real value, I'm going to channel my services to the gold card percentage, and I'm going to give them a little bit more than who? The green card, right? And that works so well, about 28 years ago, they founded the platinum card. And what do you think they found out with the platinum card? They found out 
that literally 0.8% of Platinum Card members were responsible for 52% of the transactional value of their entire credit card system. That's amazing. So if you're a Platinum Card holder, what do you get? A little bit more than the gold. And then boom, here comes the mother load, the Centurion Black Card by you know, invitation only, you gotta spend like 100 grand a month to even get one. You gotta pay $2,500 a year to have it. But what they found out is 2% of their entire card holding population was responsible for 40% of the total card transactional value. So what do you get when you're a black card member besides like everything? Well, I'll give you one example. Four times a year, they send you a $500 to $1,000 gift card to different several places. So the most recent gift card was a Briani gift card. And the rule is you have to use a gift card by a certain date. The gift card was $1,000. And you have to use your black card to redeem the $1,000 at the store that they are sending you to. Now, if you've ever been to a Briani store, there's not very much for $1,000 or less, except ties. But it's a very unique way to add value. You have concierge services, travel services, you have member services, you have all these you know, conference preferences, and I mean, uh, concert preferences and restaurant preferences and all this. So what defines your black card membership? What defines your platinum card membership? What defines your gold card membership? 80-20 applies everywhere. 80% of your intimacy in a relationship comes from 20% of your actions. You want more int intimacy, get more focused on what makes a difference in your spouse's life. 80% of your marketing, figure that one out. 80% of your website, figure that one out. So do you see how this works? So let me take you home on this because this is where it will all come together. I sent an e out an email to the 35 people and I asked a question, how many leads a week are you getting with question two from the weekly questions. These are the questions that Tom Ferry referenced this morning. Cody sent me an email back on May 14th at 5.04 a.m. It said, on average, I get 30 referrals per week. And then in parentheses, he said, not leads, referrals from using the magic questions. Go back, please. Funding 43 purchases this month using this method. Listen very carefully. Remember the influence skills? Remember getting really good at the end on action? So what Cody did and what boot camp graduates do is they conclude a successful meeting with a real estate agent and they say, I would like to recommend we get started by following this plan of attack. Right there, they send a meeting invite to their real estate agent after asking between the hours of 12 and 3 on Friday, what 10 minute block works best for you? The agent says 12 o'clock. Good, I check my calendar, I put in a meeting invite, it's gonna start at 12 o'clock, it's gonna happen every single week, recurring, it's gonna end like in 20 years, and it's gonna be alarmed every day that it happens. I send the invite. The agent accepts the invite, now what is populated on our calendars forever is what? A Friday call, from 12 to 12.10. And during that call, I then am gonna make the call and I'm gonna ask the magic questions. Watch this, 43 purchases. I get an email six minutes later. He says, nope, sorry, it's actually 47. 
Using the four questions I'm about to show you, 47 fundings in the month of May. You ready for this? Here's the report with corresponding referral sources. Go back, please. And so what I asked Cody is I said, is this report accurate? Because I opened the report and I started seeing an agent's name and then an agent's name and then an agent's name, agent's name. And you know what happened? On that report in the month of May, 13 fundings came from one agent. That is 80-20. That is 80-20, 80-20, 80-20, So the questions, you'll get the deck, we'll hit them real, real fast. Question number one, <clears throat> who have you met in the last seven days that you want to sell real estate to or for and you're not sure they're going to use you? When Jim McMahon got into the business, he uh, did a 90-day burn, and one of the unique selling propositions he came up was the buyer retrieval network. He literally began asking his agents 30 years ago, who are you going to sell property to, but you're not sure they're going to use you? What do we do with that? We become their lead retrieval conversion partner. That's what we do with that. Question two. Who are you showing property to in the next seven days who I should speak with to make sure we optimize their purchase power? You should be talking to every pre-approved buyer that aren't approved with you. You should be talking to every buyer that knows a lender but they don't know you. And then you should be talking with all the rest of the buyers that don't know a lender and aren't pre-approved with a lender that you get referred to normally anyway. By doing that, you've just forexed your extraction. So you've gone from 10 buyers and getting 10 referrals instead of 10 buyers and only getting two and a half or three. Question number three. What are your open house plans for the next two to four weeks so that I can help create a success strategy for those open houses? Watch this. You have 10 agents, two open houses a month each, 20 people per open house. That's 400 borrowers a month. 400 borrowers a month. Do you need any more than that? Absolutely not. Question number four is, who have you closed, who have you closed a sale for? In the oh, question four is, this is good. If you need to build a few agents real quickly, what agents trust you who aren't having a great lender experience who I could contact using your referral? Very powerful question. That question will only be asked for about a month or so because then you will have what? You'll have everybody you need. And then the final question, <clears throat> what buyers have you closed in the last 30 to 60 days for whom you have not hosted a housewarming party. If you were here in 2011, Michael Mayer was here. If you want to know how to do a housewarming party, go to his website, seven, just the number L, the word book.com forward slash housewarming party. Um, we've tracked this up until the end of June and the average number of people, friends, family, farm, neighborhood, colleagues at work that come to a housewarming party after closing the average number is 41 people. So you want to talk about 10 closings a month, 410 people for housewarming parties. Talk about a rich referral pool. <sighs> solid. Solid, solid, solid. Make sense? Okay, so how many of you think you could radically transform your business and your life if you took the 80-20 rule and applied it and went 80-20, 80-20, 80-20, 80-20? Hands up if you're going to do this. I'm telling you, it's where all the money is. Can you imagine, Cody's got three realtors that are responsible for 80% of his total business. Three. That's what you have to do.